interpreted this theme. So without further ado, I'd really like to congratulate one of our winners this year. The first runner-up of this year's Hong Kong English Poetry Competition is Julia Ramsden. Congratulations to you, Julia. It's lovely to speak with you this afternoon. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. So um, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, How did you sort of get into poetry and and who are you and what sorts of things do you write? Well, I I guess I was introduced to poetry at school, really, when you sort of go through it in English. And I liked it because poetry is quite short, so you can write something very quickly. And also, I guess it's thanks to my father, because when we write birthday cards to each other, Sometimes when we include a little message in the card, we'll write out a little poem to like congratulate each other and have like well wishes. So it's always been sort of a part of like a limerick or something. Yeah, and like my daily life, it just want to tell someone a message. Why not write it in like a cute form and so on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you've sort of been writing from from a young age. Um, are you part of any sort of poetry circles here in Hong Kong? Do you write for fun or what do you do? Actually, I'm not part of uh, the poetry circle in Hong Kong, really. I think when I write poetry, mostly I write it for myself. It's because there's something I want to be saying, something I'm feeling, and I want to express it out. So a writer is kind of like an introspective form of a diary, except instead of bundled thoughts, it's more of an organized line. And it helps a lot. It's quite a therapeutic process for me. Yeah. yeah. Do you um keep a um what do you call it like a, a notebook next to you or, or uh, I suppose nowadays we've got our smartphones but every time you feel inspired do you sort of start writing a bit of poetry? Actually, yes. I have a very long commute. It takes me an hour to get to work. So when I'm on the train, I just like have my phone with me, and I'm often inspired by like people watching, maybe the weather, just my surroundings. So the minute I have a thought, I'm like, oh, I have to write this down. I just even the, and then it's very stream of consciousness. I have an idea. I just have to get it out of my system. And if I think it's good, sometimes I'll go back and edit it and be like, make it a sort of nice format. But sometimes it just stays as an idea and I just go back and think of it. And it's like a souvenir of what I was thinking at that period of time. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned people watching because I think throughout the years, all the poets, uh, most of the poets I've interviewed, and actually a lot of the creative types, I'd like to hope I'm a creative type, I love people watching too. Um, Maybe I can pick your brain. What is it about the people, strangers really, that you see in your daily commute that sort of fascinate you? What what are you looking for? Are you looking for their, at their interactions or yeah, what are you, what are you looking at when you people watch? I guess when I'm looking at people, I sort of imagine like their backstory. Where are they from? Where are they going? Maybe someone is like very busy and I'm thinking, oh, why is this woman rushing? And I can think of all the scenarios. Or maybe sometimes I see a lot of elderly people on the train and I can sort of imagine why is this, why is this elderly person on their own? And they all dress very typically. Do they have to go to the hospital? And I just sort of imagine these stories about them. And this gets sort of my creative, like, this inspires me a bit. And I sort of want to write something down about it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Julia, I do that, too. I imagine people's backstories, too. It is, yeah, it is. You sort of wonder why that person is maybe dressed the way they're dressed or where they're heading to. Are they going to a job interview? Anyway, um, so, so the theme this year for, for the poetry competition it is white. Um, it's definitely interesting to see how you interpreted it. But before we talk about your, your poem, um, what was your sort of initial thought of, of this theme? Um, and how different was it? Uh, from your initial thought to to your final masterpiece? 
Well, when I first thought of the theme white, I tried to sort of brainstorm it from different angles. I thought there's white as a color, there's like white wedding dresses, and just white, I thought of white people, maybe it was like a racial thing. And I sort of just wrote it down, but then I sort of, when I wrote like different ideas down, I tried to see which idea clicked with me and I just sort of kept it in my head for a few days, going out and about and see if it could, one of the ideas would resonate with my surroundings, I guess. And I quite focused on the very definition of what exactly is white, just how I came about with the poem, because the two like most central lines about what is white and what is black, and how do you see white and what does it mean? That's what I focused on. Yeah, because yeah. your winning piece, uh, you submitted a, a number of uh, poems to us, and, and your winning piece is Blank Canvas. Um, I'm just trying to think of the order. Should we hear it first and hear what it means? Or do you want to tell us what it means first? I think it's probably better to hear it first yeah. because I think different people might interpret it differently. <laughs> That's a much better way. Um, so maybe we can hear um, from you, Julia, uh, to, to read out your winning piece, Blank Canvas, uh, whenever you're ready. Okay. Blank Canvas. Blankness behind my eyes like a white canvas. No reason, no resolve, no purpose in my mind. Where thoughts float on dampened sound, muted in the mist of a remembered dream repainted in watercolor. Washed and blended backgrounds, fractured dots of vivid reds and purples, accents that slumber and rumble, making themselves known. Brush strokes of force for me to ever remember. The more I muddle through my confusion, the more colors bleed into each other. Black is the absence of reflected light. Seeing all wavelengths at once makes white. Yet the presence of all pigments creates black, and only the empty paper stays white. Am I present or absent? Am I here if I am seen or unseen? These clouds turn to gray and sink into darkness forming stormy cuminal nimbuses, friction that strikes down charged lightning, conflicts that clash and climax and cacophony, flatlining into static on a broken screen. If rain should fall from my overcast eyes, I wonder where the drops would scatter to fill further reservoirs and irrigate fields for the barking deer to lap up by their dens, to fortify the homes of patent carp to revitalize a salamander newt and grow new buds of green from broken branches. And the water would wash my stained brushes and become the medium stirred into fresh paint. Perhaps this time acrylic and palette knives will fare better. In each new attempt may I find more answers, a reason, a resolve, and a purpose. When the light of the moment fades, Soft droplets of dew that still decorate the glass panes, through the window framed by peeling plaster, cast shadows and refractions past the open curtains. The breeze on my damp, prickled skin tells me I was cold. Now my eyes are open and they see. Wow, there's so many different sort of imageries there, and it sort of takes us on a story. What's the meaning behind your poem? For me, this poem is, it starts off when I'm, I guess I, 
when I wrote it, I was quite struggled about my just sort of thinking about career, my life prospects, and so on. So in the beginning, it's like you have a mind fog, and I'm not sure what was my reason for doing these things. What should I be pursuing? And all these thoughts, when you start off in the mind fog, it's like your mind is blank and you don't know what direction to go. But then when you sort of start overthinking, there's these reds and purples that are like memories you don't really want to remember, but your overthinking self keeps making you think about them and they're always there, even though you want to forget like maybe these regrets that you have. And then as I go through and I'm more confused and I think, imagine just in my mind that these clouds of color mixing in with each other. And I think about, should I be trying to strive for having a blank, like a Zen, a white mind? Or because that's sort of an absence of light, but also it's an empty paper. Or should I be thinking of trying to converge everything to be black and like, should I be present? Do I want sort of thinking of like a yin yang, which, which direction am I going for? Which is the right way? And as everything mixes together, it's like I'm on a cloud and it they all come together in a storm and every, all these different ideas are like in conflict. They're all clashing and nothing's going like nothing's going my way. And you go into this static on a broken screen. It's kind of kind of like a breakdown, essentially. You all come together and you just got to, it's just that, that's it, you're done. So, so in the mood here, I was quite, I'm quite sad, these feelings that I have. So if I'm crying on the inside, but what's it like if it's crying on the outside, if it's raining on the outside? And here, actually, the barking deer, the carp, and the salamander newt, these are all animals that you can find in Hong Kong. Yeah, and like the reservoir and fields, and I was trying to link it to my, because I'm here, I'm in Hong Kong, even though I, and I can't like go other places because of COVID and so on. So I'm going to be here, but like the water can, these tears can sort of in a cycle, turn into good things. It can wash away these stains on my brushes. It can become like new paint. And maybe if I don't want watercolor, I can like try different acrylic, different methods, and I can have a new artwork, have a new purpose, new reasons. And so, and I have more attempts and like yeah, come up with good things. And the, the last paragraph I th is for me, it's about, these are all very abstract. I'm trying to pull me back to a specific moment. I'm like in a specific room, there's a window. There's, it's like rained outside because there's droplets and it's cold in the air. But the rain, like the tears on my inside, I sort of washed it all away from me and I can open my eyes and sort of see my future direction again. Wow, Julia, it's very deep and it's such a personal journey as well. But it's a journey I think we've all sort of been through, you know, that sort of confusion of not knowing which direction to take in life. Um, so it's really yeah. relatable. In that yeah, sense. I think for me, this poem is something I wrote for myself, but also something I felt other people could relate to. Yeah. What was the most sort of challenging thing uh, when you were sitting down to write this poem? Did, did you have to write several uh, versions of it until you were happy? Or did, because it was so personal, was it sort of, did it come quite naturally to you? What, what was the writing process like? Usually when I write, and for this poem as well, I, it all comes to me at once. And it's like like a stream of consciousness. I have to write wow. it down or, it, or, or it's, it's gone lost. and it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it and I just can't get in the right mindset again. So this I wrote it all at once, but I and then afterwards I looked at it and I did change some of the lines because you know these for the different set for the sounds I read it out, um, like ever remember sort of literary devices just to make it flow better. And I did add and change some lines, but I only edited it a few times. But yeah, 
I, I feel like if I try to, if you try to look too much at the poem, try to like the poem, try to analyze it too much, it tends to destroy your original feelings that went into it. Yeah, no, I I suppose that's true because you overanalyze it and you start picking it apart yeah. and then it falls apart. So really, you're just amending and making the changes. Um, out of curiosity, and I've asked other poets this uh, question before, when you write your poem, Julia, do you sort of envision it sort of to stay on the page or do you sort of see yourself performing on the stage, it being read out loud Um what's the sort of uh, thinking behind your creation of, of your poems? Well, f for this one in particular. I actually always intend for it to be read when I write it because I always, I always imagine it as a form of writing that maybe someone is reading it, but it's always like an internal voice when they're reading it. I don't usually write it on the stage. I, I personally don't perform poetry on stage. So that's, yeah, I usually intend it to be read from paper, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of it being uh, read, I think during the pandemic and, and during the, the last few years, a lot of people are turning to, to, to more reading and book sales have, have gone up. And did you find yourself sort of more creative during this period and, and channeling maybe, I don't know, frustration or, or happiness or just different emotions uh, into your poetry? Actually, I was in a very big creative slump for this period. <laughs> it's partly why I joined the competition is because I hadn't written anything for a while and I was trying to look at some external prompts and I was sort of hoping maybe like join competition, like write for a deadline, it would push me to write something. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good because a lot of people, you know, I mean, consume other um, consume content and other people have sort of been creative. Why do you think you, you got into a, a slump during the pandemic? Was it because of the environment or not being able to travel or what were some of the reasons? I think it's partly because I was also in a transitional period in my life because I just finished university and I was like starting work and a lot of things was happening and nothing was quite ideal. And I guess I've always felt like my any creative process should be taking like a back seat. I should be doing, there's all these things I should be doing instead of Focusing this. your energies on like finding yeah. a job or something. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But um do do you do you still find the time to write? Yes, I mean like I said now I have a very long commute and I that 1 hour commute I can, I can get so much done creatively in the in, during that period. And I think right like being creative depends a lot on your mood. Yes. Now that I like my life I think is a bit more on track and I just feel more relaxed at ease. I can actually write things down without feeling like it's a chore or something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find your mood also dictates the genre or, or, or the types of things that you write? Like if you were in a better mood, you you see the world in a in a sort of um, um, you know happier lens, and you write about happier things, or or you know, or do poets really just have set things that they like writing about? So if, if you write about sort of more um, reflective stuff, that that's a, that's your style, and then you tend to write more. Looking back at the work that you've created, um, w what would you say was it was it the overall genre, or do you have different things that you write about? I think there's there's two things. There's one thing is mainly is I have an intense emotion and it can be happy. Sometimes it's happy. I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful and I'm so happy and I want to express this. But sometimes it's also sad or like scary, like um, maybe I'm feeling lost and so on. And then this is also always quite like emotive. Yeah. But also sometimes um, I do tr sometimes think of like some silly 
joking lines, like sometimes I want to write something for people, then I focus more on, oh, do you think someone will find this funny? Is it going to give them a laugh? I don't really care as much as this. Is this a good line or a bad line? Just just want to give it to someone as a gift. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm really glad to uh, chat to you today, Julia. Thank you so much for, for your sharing. Um, but you mentioned just now you don't really share your poems, so there's no website or, or <laughs> so people can't read your other works. <laughs> no, actually, I'm... I do feel like I should try and get more out there. I have a, I know a few friends who also write poetry, but I don't know much about the scene in Hong Kong. And I guess COVID did stop me from trying to get into it because I felt like I shouldn't go out and join and join other, meet new people and so on. But yeah, I don't, I don't often share my pieces because I think they're quite personal to me. Yeah. Oh, so um, Akin JJ, uh, one of the winners this year, we spoke to him earlier. He uh, also runs Peel Street Poetry in Hong Kong. And he said, um, for, for aspiring poets like yourself, the best way is to really get out there and share your work because there'll mm-hmm. be other people just like you and um, wanting to share their own personal stuff. And he mentioned a, a number of places. I think uh, Poetry Out Loud, Peel Street Poetry, Kubrick um, uh, uh, as well. So there are a number of places. Well, Julia, it sounds like you're on the right track. We all really enjoyed um, reading your poem. Thank you so much for your sharing and, and submitting your poem. Um, and I look forward to reading more of your work in the future. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me.